The following are questions to answer to start to get to know your tastes better in style, in men, in wine, in other things. Most of these questions are things that I have trying to answer this year and should be treated as as things to experiment with, not just questions, because you can't really know the answer until you have tested out the options. That's part of the process of learning to get to know yourself. And it's a journey I think I've been on for a couple years now and will probably continue into my 30s. But without further ado, 20 questions to ask yourself to start to get to know your tastes a little bit better. Question number one, do you like red wine or white? How do you like your wine? Sweet or dry? Light or full-bodied? Question number three, what is your taste in men? Character-wise being as important as the physical answer. Four, in style, do you prefer bold colors or neutrals? And in what settings? So for example, like, do you like neutrals during the day and bold colors at night or vice versa? In what settings do you prefer different kinds of colors and styles of clothing? Five, even more importantly, what colors go best with your skin tone or with your hair color? What colors complement you best? Six, do you prefer gold or silver jewelry? Seven, what is your love language? This is a cheesy one, but I actually do think there's a there's a lot of substance behind this. And I think it's good to know your love language and also the love languages of the people closest to you. So is it physical touch? Is it gifts? Is it quality time? Is it words of affirmation? Is it acts of service? How do you express love? And then the other side of it is like, how do you want other people to express love? Like, how do you feel love out of those five things? And you could probably expand it to more, but that's the, like the academic school of thought behind love languages. Question eight, what traits are you most drawn to in friends? Nine, if you could only listen to one genre of music for the rest of your life, what would it be? 10. After a long week of work, picture you've just had the longest week of your life. What is your favorite way to relax? What are the things that you like to do in your free time that make you feel the most relaxed? Are you staying in or are you going out? Are you going out partying with friends and being around other people? Or are you staying in, reading a book, watching a movie? What are you doing with yourself to relax? Like if you had an entire day to spend however you want, what are you doing with your time? That is... It gives you a lot of insight as to what your tastes are in terms of like the things that bring you happiness and the things that make you feel calm. 11. What does your dream vacation look like? Money not being an object, picture it. Like where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you with? Are you exploring museums in France? Are you partying in Ibiza? Are you alone? Are you with a lover? Are you with friends? Are you with your family? What does your dream, dream, dream vacation look like if you had to design it from scratch? 12. Do you prefer daytime or nighttime? Another way to word this question is, are you a morning person or are you a night owl? 13. How do you take your coffee? If you drink coffee, which I'm hoping the answer to that question is yes. 14. Do you like sweet or salty? So do you have a sweet tooth or do you like richer, like savory flavors in cuisine? 15. 
what sex position do you enjoy most? And like performance completely aside, just focusing on feeling. Like what sex position do you enjoy the most? 16. Are you somebody who has fun with casual dating? So do you enjoy casual dating or do you think that you would enjoy more having a long-term like partner in crime, so to speak? 17. Are you introverted or extroverted? So do you prefer spending time alone or do you prefer spending time around other people? Which of the two gives you the most energy if you had to pick? And most people are somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. Most people are not like either completely one extreme or the other, but if you had to pick the side that you veer towards the most, are you introverted or extroverted? And that gives you a lot of insight as to what the things are, the ways that you can spend your time that will make you feel the best afterwards and what to be careful not to overdo. Because if you're extroverted, then spending too much time alone probably has a more negative effect, like will kind of depress your mood more. Whereas if you are introverted, spending too much social time will depress your energy more. 18. This is one I've been thinking about a lot recently. What does your ideal of beauty look like? Like your beauty standards, if you had to picture the most beautiful woman, or if you're a man, if you had to picture the most beautiful person in the world, What do they look like? And then try to dissect, like, where does that come from? So for me, for example, like I very much, my end game is like a a European standard of beauty. Like that is what I try to live up to. But the typical traits that are associated with like European beauty are the things that I tend to strive for. Whereas for somebody else, it could look completely different. So what does your ideal beauty look like? And then where do you think that that comes from? 19. What is your go-to cocktail order? And then after you've answered that, how does that change depending on the setting or depending on the season? So for me, for example, I have a go-to cocktail order for before dinner. I have a drink order for during dinner, and then I have one for after. Maybe it kind of changes for some people during the seasons, like summery drinks or like spritzes versus in the winter, like more warming, kind of darker drinks tend to be popular. But for me, it's like depending on the time of... The time of the night. So before dinner, I want an Aperol spritz. During dinner, I want a glass of wine paired well with the food. And then after dinner, I want an espresso martini. 20. What style of art resonates with you most? So styles of art can be more like forms of art, I guess. It could be music, paintings, sculpture, poetry, design, drawings, like NFTs, doesn't matter. Art can be a lot of things but which form sticks with you the most? And then I guess as a follow-up to that question, like experiment with trying to explore that form or exploring others actually. By the same token, like both could be interesting. So I've always noticed that like paintings are the art form that resonate with me most, but only like paintings from a specific era. It's like very much European impressionist art. Some paintings like completely do absolutely nothing for me. Like if I go to a museum, usually I know there is one section. That's the section of a museum that I could spend two, three hours looking at and actually feel something when I look at the art. There are other art forms like sculpture, sculpture, for example, or more modern art where it, I cannot bring myself, like I have a much harder time understanding it or like feeling any kind of emotion from it which could be completely different for like some people, music is the form of art they resonate with and paintings do nothing for them. So either way, like I'm trying to get to know what my taste is in art and what the forms and the styles of art are that I 
that it's actually worth me spending time learning to appreciate because it resonates with me for some reason or another. The next few are not exactly geared around tastes, but still good questions to ask to get to know yourself. What is the biggest thing holding you back in life? Obviously, that's a, it's a difficult question to answer. Most of us probably don't know the answer or could not articulate the answer in one sentence, but I ask myself the question a lot and the more I, th- I think about it, I at least... I at least have a little bit more clarity now as to what the answer to that question is than I did like two years ago. And it's something I will probably continue to ask myself on a regular basis for the rest of my life. Because if you can have like self-awareness is something that I'm trying to cultivate that I think is like a very underrated skill that can do a lot. And it comes with age, obviously, but it also comes with reflection. Like people who do not take the time to reflect on their strengths and weaknesses and what might be holding them back. And on the other side of things, like what their huge strengths are that they can use to like set them apart in life. People who actually take the time to think about that, I think that's like a huge underrated skill. So I try to do that through journaling and through meditation. And I can't tell you that I know the answer to like the biggest thing holding me back in life. Like sometimes ironically, other people actually have a clearer view of what that is for you because they look at you like objectively. But If I can learn to cultivate like that high of a level of self-awareness by myself, I think it's going to be powerful. So I try to think every now and then, like be harsh with myself on what the things are that I suck at and what the things are, like the habits that I need to let go to get to the next level of my life. So the next question as a follow-up to that is, if you have an idea of what the thing is holding you back in life, how can you change it? That was it. It's just a short little list, but 20 questions to get to know your tastes a little bit better and an extra two questions to start to get to know yourself as a person. I love these questions, especially because, I mean, obviously these are kind of biased toward the categories of things that I, that I like and that I like thinking about, you know, like we're talking about coffee and wine and men and sex and travel largely. So obviously reflects my interests, but These questions are fun because the answers also change. Like if I had to go through this list of questions and answer them a year ago, most of the answers, probably all of the answers would be different from how I'd answer them now. It's fun to like even sit down with a group of girlfriends, go through these questions and answer them. And, or if you're doing it by yourself, like document the answers, like write them down. And then a year from now, go through the questions again and again, document the answers. And then you'll end up with a documentation of like how your tastes have changed over time, whether it's changing from knowing nothing about wine. As I'm slowly learning about wine, probably two years ago, I would have said, oh, just any kind of red table wine. And I couldn't tell the difference between a wine from France or from Italy or from Germany versus now I'm trying to figure out, okay, like what is my favorite vineyard? What kinds of wines do I like better paired with different meals or during different seasons? My taste in men has changed a little bit over the past year. My style has changed a lot. That's one thing I'm still actively working on, but there's been such a change in my style since I was younger. I think that's normal. Like most of our fashion tastes change between high school and university. And then again, between university and when you are kind of start to become more of an adult, you settle into your style. Specifically, you you stop deciding what types of clothing you like based on what is in trend. And you more learn what you like because it is your style and because like you love the way that it looks or the way that it fits on you. 
I'm at the same time starting to get to know my body and what colors and types of clothing and cuts and materials and jewelry complement my skin tone and my hair and my complexion the way that I look. But that's still ongoing. And I think my style will again probably be different in five years from now. My taste in food has also changed. I've always loved sweets and pastries that will not change, but I'm also kind of getting to know my palate and trying different cuisines and experimenting with cooking new recipes. I'm getting to know what kinds of vacations and countries I love the most. Like when you, it is very different when you travel as a kid with your family and your parents are deciding where you're going or you're traveling throughout school. We tend to travel with like a big group of friends. And if you're deciding with all your girlfriends where to go on vacation, that's not exactly your taste. You're probably still going to have a hell of a lot of fun, but it's different when you get older and you're crafting a vacation from scratch by yourself. Like you are picking where to go. First of all, you're spending your own money. So you're kind of thinking more consciously about how to get the most out of the vacation, like how to do something you're really going to enjoy. You're picking where to go. And then on top of that, when you are there, you're picking what kind of place to stay in. Like there's a difference between staying at a busy, big hotel or staying at a charming little Airbnb or a villa where it's kind of more secluded and quiet. There's a difference between going to big touristy destinations or someone who likes to go on vacations to tiny, tiny little cities where they can just explore and talk to the locals and not be around tourists. There's a difference between going, you know, backpacking through Southeast Asia or going to like luxurious destinations in Europe to go walk through museums. You know, going to Las Vegas is very different. So there's, these are so many categories where it's fun to get to know your tastes and then also watch how they change over time as you grow up. Um, that was a lot of babbling, but this whole idea of getting to know my tastes is something that I have been thinking about a lot lately and that I think is such a fun part of being in your 20s is like kind of discovering yourself and also to a certain extent deciding what your ta- you want your tastes to be. Because some of these, you your tastes are just like you like what you like. And it's not something that you decide, you just have to get to know it. But actually some of them, I think that you can decide what your tastes are consciously. So like question nine, for example, what traits are you most drawn to in friends? That is a conscious choice you can make to say, I like people who exhibit this and this and this quality, or I'm attracted to men who exhibit this and this and this quality or style. You can decide, you know, I want to dress in a more classy, elegant, professional way and not so much like, you know, trendy, bling, bling, whatever you call it. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this little list. I will talk to you guys next week. Ciao. If you find any kind of value in this episode, send it to your best friend, send it to your mom, share it with anybody. One step further that would help me a ton is if you leave a rating and review on the pod. That makes a huge difference. The main way that podcasts grow on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts is through ratings and reviews. That's what like gets the algorithm to push it to more people. So if you can take literally 30 seconds to write a review, I don't care what you say, like just tell me what your favorite episode is. Any kind of feedback you want to leave, stuff you want to hear from me or guests that you want to have on the podcast, let me know. I promise I read all of them and I would be super grateful.